Welcome to the listening space, bringing presence into daily life. Honoring meaningful conversations to inspire listening, speaking truth, and feeling heard. Hello, I am Bevan Reynolds. I'm a registered counselor, hypnotherapist, and conscious dance facilitator. I'm passionate about healing and transformation and see myself as a guide for my clients on their journey of embodying their inherent wholeness. Hello, I'm Nidhi Amanda Chato. I'm a psychosocial therapist, facilitator, and wise elder coach. I'm inspired to help my clients heal into wholeness and find meaning and balance in their lives spiritually, mentally, emotionally, relationally, and physically showing up. Welcome to the listening space. So just uh, taking a moment now to bring ourselves into presence. And we can do this by allowing our eyelids to just close gently, settling our body into a few moments of stillness. And taking a moment to Take our awareness inwards, perhaps listening to the sound of your heartbeat. Listening to the feeling of gravity acting on your body. Paying attention to the breath. Simply observing the quality of the breath. Just softening any parts of you that might feel a bit tense. Letting your tongue be soft in your mouth. Your jaw loose. Letting the shoulders drop just a little. And welcoming yourself here now. Exactly as you are. Just releasing any need to change any aspect of how you are. Allowing yourself to be. And bringing your attention back to your breath. Allowing the breath to do what it does so well. Moving naturally in and out. Quietly soothing you through its medicine. Just allow yourself to take one deep inhalation. 
and sighing out. Another deep inhalation. Ah, sighing out. And just resting for a few breaths with your awareness here now to the experience of your body as it is, your breath as it is, your mind as it is. I'm just taking one more deep inhalation. And as you exhale, allowing your eyelids to gently float up. Taking in your surrounds, the sights, smells. Perhaps other sounds. Hmm. 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 So, <laughs> welcome again to the listening space. It's good to be here with you, Nidhi. Thank you, Bevan. That was a really beautiful, um, mindful experience. And um, certainly brought my anxiety down to to zero. I'm feeling <laughs> more um, grounded and ready to have this beautiful conversation with you. Mm, thank you. I'm really looking forward to it. Great. Yeah. So um, I wanted to start the conversation by just saying there are so many ways that we can listen. And that we listen by tuning into the sounds around us. And that we listen by really hearing someone when they are talking or doing something that may please us or surprise us or intrigue us. Um, like when we listen to music. And that we listen to our higher selves like we just did within that beautiful mindfulness uh, experience by quietening our mind and becoming still. And then we listen internally and we listen by feeling and by hearing the quietness and within the silence and by being silent, we actually are more attuned to becoming able to listen. And that when we embody sound and respond, we, we respond in different ways. And that is, I think, the essence of what listening is. Mm. Speaking into the word listening, I think uh, we can become, uh, not intentionally, but the word can, can mean one thing when actually it's, an, it's a beautiful invitation into a vast experience. And I love 
that you Midi that you highlight that uh, that listening with the self. You know, really tuning into the the feeling experience that you're having, and the actually the necessity of that. That it's so important that we begin with the listening to the self and and what's coming up for us. And uh, I think I, I do want to add that it's it's uh, it's not only in the silence. <laughs> Sometimes we really need to listen when there's. Uh, <clears throat> non-silence happening internally i think that's a that in and of itself is a, a call to to find uh, perhaps deeper stillness and sometimes we just have to know begin with that awareness that we need to listen <laughs> it's it's interesting you say that because i think that it's in the chaos in the noise of the world and in the noise of of life and how um there's so much distraction that in a way to bring ourselves into a quieter place within that chaos helps us to concentrate deeper on what is happening around us. So we almost have to, we almost have to switch off part of our senses to really tune in to what is important and what we want to pay attention to and what we want to listen to. And I think that it's like when we go to an orchestra or, or to a concert and someone is playing and there's lots going on, um, you often need to tune into one aspect so that you can really feel it and embody it and hear it. Um, and I think the, the, there's an art to, to listening, to paying attention to different aspects at, all at the same time in the noise and the chaos that um, is presented to us um, in our lives and into the busyness. Um, and it, uh, this thing came into my mind now of, of a mom who has many kids and each one wants attention now. And how, and then, you know, there's this, this multitasking aspect of, of really being present with each um, of those, those little needs, but at the same time, staying strong in, in, in our own needs and listening to our own self. And I think that if you, if you think about how sometimes we lose our center or we, we go into overwhelm, it's because we are not paying attention and listening in the moment. I definitely had this uh, image now of uh, kind of having to change gears. And when, you, when you've got a few kids, you have to change gears pretty pretty darn quickly right yeah. there's a certain flexibility that's required and being um able to give each child or you know each part of life that's calling us forward and asking something from us and uh yeah you know as a as a car can't be uh, in between two gears or half in one gear or another i think sometimes mm -hmm. we try to do that right um, I see it all the time and I do it myself. I'm juggling two things and, and trying to give two people attention. But ultimately, I think there's a lot that's lost in that. And we actually tire ourselves out quite a bit. It's, um, it's been good for me to think, okay, I need to be like fully into one gear right now. <laughs> give this thing my, one, my full presence for now. And uh, that 
I find that personally quite invigorating when I'm able to bring that presence into my daily life with one thing uh, in quite a focused way. Uh, I find it more energizing. I think it's when we try to um, give our attention to lots of different things or multitasking that um, we become more drained. Absolutely. And, you know, I recently listened to a, an amazing TED talk by this um, Hindu monk called Dandapandi. And he speaks so much about how in this world we are so disconnected and distracted when we think we're so connected. And he says, he speaks about how important it is to slow down and concentrate on one thing at a time, because that's when we can really be in presence. And it sounds so beautiful when you say that. It's like, yeah, I'm going to slow down and I'm going to be present and I'm going to, but then life happens. And I think that the, the practice, the practice of everything comes down to presence and to being in the here and now. And we do get pulled in different directions. And the, the, to, to become aware of it as it comes up and then take a beautiful deep breath because breathing for me is the way I get into my body and I get into presence and it actually allows me to listen better because the, sometimes that feeling of overwhelm and chaos actually makes me not hear what's going on because it creates a lot of noise. Nidhi, I'm really delighted that you brought up the word practice. I think it's so important to, to remember that uh, it's an invitation into presence, an invitation to, to practice, not a rigid set of rules that we then enforce on ourselves to be present now. <laughs> Although I think there are some uh, enlightened masters that have used that technique. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love that it's, um, it isn't, it's a practice and it, I feel like it's a muscle as well, that it develops with time. Mm. Um, and, you know, what you said there about the breath, uh, we've got these tools, there are things that we can utilize. They're very simple and they don't cost uh, anything uh, just to, to ground ourselves. Uh, personally, I find it, I can, you know, when I'm in that distracted kind of anti-present, I don't know, that's just a word that came to mind now, <laughs> mode, uh, to come into my body is so vital and the breath is a key. Uh, I also find uh, just imagining that there are like cords uh, from the center of the earth that are kind of pulling me into this more grounded because the moment we're more embodied, we're, we're certainly more able to, to respond to the moment and uh, to be present with what's emerging. Uh, as opposed to being up in our heads, um, being carried around by the body. Uh, yeah, so I think embodiment is a huge, uh, big tool. Well, uh, it's a key concept, right? Oh, no, it's an lived moment. <laughs> it needs to be lived. Um, yeah, which did come up in our introduction. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Bevan, can I ask you, you know, if somebody's listening and they're not sure what it means to be embodied, because it's, it's a word that's spoken about a lot, but sometimes it's not um, always understood. And the other one is, is grounded. Like, what does it mean to be grounded? 
So perhaps you can go a little bit deeper into that or give it an explanation. Ah. Uh, I think for grounded for me, just it feels like I'm more connected to the earth and, and that's and that I'm more here now. It, it's a it's it's less racing mind and um, kind of breathlessness. It, it's a it's it's more uh, it's got a calmer feeling to it because I, I feel like I'm I'm, I'm connected to the earth. <laughs> um, the, the gravity is acting on me as opposed to feeling like I'm flighty. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. But perhaps you could also speak into it. I'm sure mm. your definition will also enlighten our listeners. Well, I think that, you know, I think I use breath a lot because that brings me into my body. And so, so just, because I think we spend a lot of time, and I, this is very much around listening as well, is we spend so much time breathing shallow. So we just breathe, and sometimes when we get overwhelmed, the first thing that happens is people can't breathe. It's that feeling of, of absolute uh, suffocation in a way. So when we take a beautiful deep breath in the moment, wherever you are, and you can do this with others in your life as well. It just brings you into your body. It settles you. It, it calms things down. And, you know, you, you mentioned just now how important a tool that we have all these beautiful tools available to us. And breath is, you know, breath is life. And sometimes we're not connecting with life. And so just taking a beautiful deep breath brings us into our body. And that is an embodied experience. And that also grounds us. It brings us into feeling more solid on the earth. And that when we breathe, we breathe deeper into our belly, into the area under our, our navel. And that area is um, the sacral chakra. And it's the part of us that really brings us into our body, into feeling that I'm here now and I'm grounded. So it's a very easy um, movement through stress and overwhelm and suffocation into just being here now so the breath is a, is an incredible tool that is available to us and even in a, in the middle of a heated conversation or a debate or a training or having a discussion with your children or colleagues by taking a deep breath what happens as well is that it it um, mirrors something to others and they also feel calm. They, your deep breath will start to impact yourself but also those around you. And that then creates a space to listen and a space to feel, to listen to yourself and also to the other. Yeah, thank you for highlighting the breath. It's, it's just it's it's so vital and it's i think it's one of our most powerful tools to transforming how we're feeling in the moment so i love how you utilize that you know or you explain that you know when you're in a discussion with someone maybe it's heated maybe lots is happening around you and you know we have we have that that the, we have that power in that moment to to calm ourselves to some degree and also to help the others around us also uh, come to a more a more soothed place and and when we're in that space of of you know 
groundedness or calmness or connection to that belly breath, we are able to not only, you know, hear another more clearly, but we're also going to be able to be more in touch with our strengths, I believe, and, and more able to tap into, you know, our insights or our intelligence or our, our wisdom or our empathy. Um, and I think that is personally, I believe that those uh, capacities of, of our humanness are so needed at this time. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, there's a couple of, of books that I did some research on um, when I was preparing for our first listening space conversation. And one of them, in fact, you, Bevan, um, shared this book with me. And I think that started our conversation as to we wanted to do this um, podcast about listening. And his name is Mark Nepo. And um, he writes about listening deeply because he started to lose his hearing. And I just found this absolutely inspiring. And he says in his book, to enter deep listening, I've had to learn how to keep emptying and opening, how to keep beginning. I've had to learn into all I don't understand, accepting that I am changed by what I hear. And I just, I really, you know, resonated with that because I think that's what we're talking about is that when we can empty, when we can put things aside that are distracting us and really focus on what is happening right now, the quality of our listening deepens. And by doing that, we are able to connect deeper with what we are listening to, whether it's a person or music or nature or ourselves. And it really uh, it enhances the quality of listening. And also mm. that when we notice that we're not listening, because I don't know, I, I mean, I go through that often, I get distracted or my thoughts start going on a little journey. Um, I bring myself back into presence, usually through through just taking a deep breath and actually making a conscious decision to say, be here now, focus, you know, what is going on right in front of you. And those are subtle things that we can start to do to improve the quality of our listening. I love that you spoke now and shared your some of your inner process there because it's a conscious decision and it begins with that awareness of, hey, I'm not quite here now. You know, I've, I've, my mind has gone off on a tangent. I'm thinking about how to respond as opposed to allowing myself to receive. And it's a conscious decision to bring yourself into that moment. And this, you know, I think part of why we can struggle sometimes, and I mean, there's many, many things that influence uh, the quality of our listening. But one is, do we allow ourselves to be influenced? Do we allow ourselves to be changed or transformed by what we hear? Mm. And sometimes we can have reluctance or resistance to, to receiving that information that's coming to us perhaps from another person. Mm. And I know the Gottmans write about it in their, you know, they do a lot of uh, relationship related research 
and they're really bringing that into mainstream, which is really exciting. And one of the invitations is, you know, allow yourself to be influenced by the person that you allow yourself to be impacted. And, and that's quite something if you actually think about it, because it, it might mean that we will need to feel, <laughs> we'll need to feel something in response to what that other person is sharing. And I think that's sometimes a block or a barrier to, to emptying ourselves and allowing ourselves to receive information from another is that we may actually feel, and it may be an uncomfortable feeling. It may be a feeling that we, we don't really like to experience. Uh, and so when we listen deeply, sometimes, you know, we, we, we have to be prepared to, to feel. <laughs> um, which, you know, as, as humans, we, we like to feel good, right? Uh, so I think it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful practice in, uh, in connection, in developing our quality of, of connection as well, or our ability to be in connection with another. I think that's, that's a beautiful place to come to um, in our conversation, Bevan, and it is all about how we connect and um, how the quality of presence, the quality of connection with ourselves and with the other. And to end off our conversation and to perhaps give our listeners um, a takeaway that they can start to bring into their, into their lives um, I want to just refer to a book by uh, Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist's Way, and I think everybody knows her. She's an amazing woman, and she's done incredible work in her life and written so many books. And her latest book is called The Listening Path, which is the creative art of attention. And she asked a question, what does it mean to listen? And she answered that in that her, it's a, a journey of joy and perspective in bringing in connection. So I'd like all our listeners to, to, to think about this. So what does it mean to listen? She says it's to connect with another person, our environment, and our world through the art of paying attention, of being present. Thank you, Nidhi. I think it's a, it's a beautiful invitation. So for those of you who are listening, uh, the invitation to paying attention and to perhaps even contemplating uh, the quality of your attention with yourself and with others uh, in the next few days. Fabulous. And thank you, Bevan. It's been a lovely... Um conversation with you and I look forward to many more meaningful and honoring conversations so bless you all have a beautiful week and we'll check in with you in a couple of weeks time take care thank you bye thank you bye